Hello guys, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. Today we'll be having a nice special episode, considering we didn't do one last month. So, you know, just to start things out, we're going to introduce ourselves right quick. As you guys know, my name is Ray Blast, also known as Braulio. Today I'm joined by three other people, including your other host, Mr. Hannah Vizazel, also known as Zazel, also known as Trey. Say what's up, Trey. What's up, everybody? Year, year, year. And other than that, we also have the one and only Mr. Hostile X, also known as Brian. Say what's up. Um, what's up, everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today, our new special guest. He's never been on the podcast before, but we're happy to have him here. Introduce yourself, Mr. Panders. So I'm Panders, and my my name is actually Tyler. What's up, Tyler? Hello. Glad to have you here. Yep. And just, I don't know, play, I play a lot of wide variety of games and shit so yeah i work at taco bell Ooh, how's that how's that taco bell experience horrendous <laughs> i'm guessing a lot of like late night people just okay. coming in for the it's, munchies or something the fact that the max the mexican pizza came back so it's just oh my gosh yeah, i heard about that <laughs> yeah today uh, we'll just be going over some game news you know especially in the last like month or two it's been like crazy yeah. amount of stuff right so, why don't we kick it off? I'll pass the torch to Mr. Zazel right here, right quick. So, Zazel, out of your everything, what's the, like, craziest thing that happened within the last month? Pretty much, um, you know. Oh, there's been a lot of secret releases within the past month. I know, like, you know, V Rising, um, the announcement for delaying that one game by Arcane Studios under Bethesda. Um, the Red Dawn game, no, not Red Dawn, but like Redfall, it got delayed, Starfield got delayed, and that was pretty big topics. We definitely got some more information about the PS Plus subscription that they're upgrading. They're basically, uh, basically trying to change it up to combat against the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and stuff like that. <clears throat> you know... Just pretty much, you know, kind of past month and at least the other, uh, you know, the other month, there's been kind of a lot of updates in gaming and stuff, you know, not really much big releases or anything like that besides, you know, V Rising, but it just, you know, it's kind of a quiet period. So, I feel like especially going into like June, it's going to be like a lot of, like a big shift and stuff, right? Because what, they have Xbox, you know, there's no E3 this year, which is kind of weird, right? Usually that's something that, you know, we're kind of used to, accustomed to seeing, like, yearly. And then it's, like, the first year without, well, we still have COVID, but, you know, the first year in which, like, just in general, it's not a thing now. Yeah. I was also going to say, there's definitely some big releases announced in, you, oh, for know, sure, yeah. you know, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been announced. Um, yes, Dead sir. Space, the Dead Space remakes is announced to come in um, January 2023. Uh, what else was there? The what was it? Kingdom Hearts Four coming out. I put, yeah, Marvel. Right. And yeah, and I know uh, Marvel Fair Two is definitely getting a lot of hints coming out. No idea if it's still gonna come out this year though, because they did say they may take a break, but mm-hmm. they may already announce it for next year or this year potentially. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. How do y'all feel about like a potential year with Call of Duty? Mr. Panders and Mr. Hostile. What do you mean? They just announced uh, oh, Call of Duty. In general, like, like, just, like if you want a year without a Call of Duty, how would you feel about that? Uh, probably it 
it wouldn't feel any different than the year with COD. I mean, Call of Duty's been pretty bad the past couple of years, so. Anything specific that makes you feel bad? Because I hear like a lot of bad things, especially about the zombies in this one. But, like anything else that makes it like bad? Like in Vanguard? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Vanguard zombies was really bad. They tried <laughs> like implementing like outbreak into round based maps and it kind of made it like pretty bad. Mm-hmm. No, I personally haven't tried you Vanguard zombies, so I'm not exactly it. sure. Yeah, I've I played Vanguard Zombies. It was really, really bad. I I played like a couple rounds of it and then I had to like back out because it was just so bad. Even Have the multiplayer. Honestly, I haven't bought a Call of Duty since it's been a couple years since I bought a Call of Duty. Everyone that's like every time I had the new cards it's because a friend like told me to get it, I told him no. And they still <laughs> bought it for me anyways. Yeah, I feel that. I think, I think the, the last one I actually got was Cold War, but I bought Black Ops Ooh. 3 just because of the modded zombies. Yes, yeah, so Honestly, I feel like Black Ops 3 was probably like, okay, some people might hate me for this, but I feel like that was like the last good zombies, both in reception and for players, right? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I remember like waking up on like, uh, like late December, like all my friends were like playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3. You know, either zombies to play or something, right? I feel like it's like it was grounded. Oh no, you know, that's just me. Yeah, no. Summers are usually a pretty good month. Zombies for pretty much any game, you know. Um. Yeah, no, Call Call Duty is supposed to be Modern Warfare Two, so zombies most likely won't be included this one anyway, because you know how Infinity Ward is. Mm-hmm. But they may bring back special ops then, because if they're trying nah, to nah, remaster the it, yeah. all the special ops and the. I'm on the possibility. I was going to say the Modern Warfare 2019 had a lot of special ops in it and everything. That was definitely really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, I remember all those like little missions that they had like little bonus like time trials with the snow the snowmobile, and all that. Yeah. One thing I am. One thing I'm very excited about is uh, they announced uh, Modern Warfare 2 yesterday, and I'm, I haven't really been excited for a Call of Duty game until, like, last night, because, like, the whole, like, they're, they're actually, like, it looks like they're actually going back to the Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 2, uh, like, background, where, like, Ghost is going to be a thing again, and Captain Price and all that. Captain Price. (laughs) I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like, uh, like, these like uh, you know Modern Warfare tier and one like within their own right they're like pretty good games right. But I feel like it's weird enough, but uh, the whole like memes surrounding those games right like the Captain Price meme where like he knocks you down on the floor or whatever. <clears throat> I feel like those things have like a you know kind of like uh, help bring a lot more popularity to the games themselves right. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like apparently like so I was reading like one day like an IGN article I know. Kind of weird, but apparently, like, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance got like a huge spike in player base because of like memes and stuff. Just from the game I wouldn't even be surprised to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Xavier, Jack, yeah, Cyberpunk had so many memes, it was like crazy. Which is honestly, it's kind of interesting that uh, CDPR. 
it's still working inside of Brock, especially because you know people are like, oh, that game is dead or whatever, right? But they're at least trying on it, which is kind of. Did you bite the bullet? I know Trey and I did for the release. What about you, Hostile Panthers? Did y'all play the game on release? How was your experience? Um, with <laughs> oh, with Cyberpunk? Well, I yeah. mean, the game, the storyline wasn't that bad. I mean, the game was glitchy, but I, I like, I guess it made the game a little bit more entertaining, looking at <laughs> all the bugs and stuff. I, I mean, you like what part about it? I mean, I not e- my fault. Here you go. Here you go. I'll wait. Oh, my fault. Um, no, I, I just remember playing the game, and I'm just like driving, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my car just. Flies up in the air and just blows up. <laughs> so for me, it was kind of like yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it was kind of different because I actually never got to play it because I bought it, mm-hmm. and I planned on playing it like in a call with my ex at the time. And mm-hmm. well, she had COVID, and so she kind of played through the entire game without like hanging on a call and playing it. Oh damn! So it kind yeah. of just ruined the aspect of like, okay, so I bought us both this game. And like you already beat it, so there's no point of me like really. Yeah, I get you. Then I never fucked with the game afterwards. Not even touching it. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I have like maybe like the first like 10, 15 minutes played. (laughs) And then like that was it. Yeah, I feel that. I think, uh, what was it? Shit, I had a game experience. It kind of said, not like that. <laughs> but something like where I just play like the first couple of minutes and I just fucking like, okay, this is it. I don't know. That's like, that happened with me just with Outer Ring. With Outer Ring? Yeah. Ah, you gotta play that one though. I can't, I'll, 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 I'll let Cyberpunk slide, but you gotta play through Outer Ring. <laughs> but like, the thing is, like, I played all of the Dark Souls and yeah. stuff. I just didn't really vibe with Outer Ring. Ah, uh, okay, I getcha. I know Hostile gave up on Outer Ring because he's going to get past Tree Guardian. Hey, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I get on this call with this guy and he's like, hey, I, I can't get past this guy. I'm like, dude, just walk around. I'm like, no, I can't. He keeps on after me. Yeah, dude. I, I just simply couldn't. Like, every time <laughs> I spawn in, he'd just be right there staring at me. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I know Trey played through Outer Ring too. How was your experience, Trey? I don't think I asked you. I scratched it a little bit, you know. I still haven't beat it and everything, but I actually like the open world style and everything. It gives a very, I think it gives more variety and why they, sure. and I can see why the game was like, you know, it took so long, but you know, it's well polished and everything. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, I really like how FromSoft, like, they basically, like, really proffered it from it, right? Because I remember, like, reading an article, like, right after, like, all those huge sales, like, sales, they got, like, what, like, a million within a couple weeks? No, no, like, 10 million or something like that. I don't know. And, like, it took Dark Souls 3, like, four years to get to 10 million sales. And it took Adam Ring in, like, a week or so to get 10 million sales, which is just beyond crazy, right? Because, you know, Dark Souls 3 is considered, like, one of their best games. You know, some fans might disagree. Some fans might say, oh, it's too pandering to the whatever. It's not good enough. But honestly, as a fan myself, I think Dark Souls 3 is good. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Maybe not as good as Bloodborne, but it's definitely fun. You know, if a game like Elden Ring can get those amount of sales in that short amount of time, it's definitely a game of the year contender for me, at the very least. Let's see. But yeah, 
I heard like a new uh, kind of switching gears right quick. I heard Destiny Two got a new update. How was that, Trey? What was that question again? You said something about Destiny. Yeah, the new update, the uh, season of the Haunted. Yeah, it just came out yesterday. Um, it's definitely a very big twist. Me and my buddy, one from my D two clan, we kind of kind of oh. called it that this is what the season's going to be about. But basically, season of Haunted is um going back on Shadowkeep. It's basically, um, you know, the events of Shadowkeep and the events of Witch Queen mm-hmm. and the season of the Risen, the previous season, are all basically intertwining now. So basically, um, <clears throat> a little, a little uh, spoiler for the lore and everything, we're basically starting to deal with the um, the Witness, which is in charge of the darkness and stuff like that. And he's basically influenced a very old friend of Guardians, and that's what oh, the season's about. Definitely interesting. I personally haven't delved too much into uh, Destiny Two. I kind of been taking like a break. I don't know. You feel like a you leave for a few seconds and everything just you know rushes out of you or something. I know Hostile's thing by getting into it. So Hostile is like a relatively new player. How do you feel about getting into Destiny Two? I mean, I'm pretty excited because um, it's going to be a grind to play it. So I just mm. got to see how it goes from here. <laughs> So, do you feel like you missed out on the game itself, or do you feel like, nah, it's fine? I mean, I should have played it, uh, I just, um, never really got into it. I played the first Destiny, the first Destiny was pretty fun, I played a lot of the first one. Yeah. Hold on, leave me wide open. What about you, Mr. Panders, have you, were you on the Destiny copium too? The thought of Destiny gives me PTSD. (laughs) What happened? Too many years, too many hours spent in Destiny One. Oh, too many yeah. hours spent in Destiny Two. Yeah, I, I feel like right after um, <laughs> the Witch Queen raid dropped, it's I tried it, and it just the raid didn't feel like for me. So I just kind of said, "Nah, I'm good." Now I've really messed with it since. Ow. Yeah, I get you. Trey, do you feel the same thing? Do you feel the same thing about? Uh, do you feel the same thing about the raid and stuff? <laughs> I just not. Disciple? Uh, is that the Witch Queen one? Yeah, I think. Yeah, Witch Queen one. I think it's probably one of the best raids. Ooh. Would you say it's better than uh, King's Fall? Never really done King's Fall, but really? nothing can nothing can top King's Fall. I was, like... I was gonna say, uh, from the things I heard about King's Fall, I don't think so. But out of Destiny two raids in general, it is definitely one of the best. I wouldn't say the top best, but um, I would say it... the t- maybe the top three. It's like nah. a, it's like basically almost the easy version of Last Wish. Mm. Like the, it's very like you know the mechanics and everything. They can't like besides the boss fight. The boss fight's actually pretty easy, but mm-hmm. all the other mechanics, it's like you can mess up if you, if you mess it up like you do in Last so Wish. Bad. It's basically a wipe. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you said you didn't do King's Fall. Nah, bro. We need we need to either get Bungie to remaster that shit, or we need to go back to PS4s. You gotta play uh, that, bro. <laughs> I have it on 360. Oof. I have it on the Xbox. <laughs> you gotta play King's Fall. I don't know. That was probably the raid. Besides, like, uh, what was it? Crota and... What was it? Uh, Vaulty Glass. That's right. That, that was, like, the most played for me. Funny thing, Ray, is actually... I, mean, I, used, to, I used to get paid because of Crota. Oh, for real? Yeah. Was it because of the Galhorn uh, thing? No. Because I used to have, uh, I used to carry people through like Flawless Raider. Mm-hmm. 
to get the flawless raider achievement where your fire team can't die during the raid. So I can yeah. solo Crota by myself. Ooh. So I'd carry five people with me back when I was in high school, like, and I'd be selling <laughs> it for like five dollars a piece. How much fucking so did the math, money you I make, bro? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. It was in the span of a couple months. I was doing a couple times a day. It was at least a couple of thousand. Oh, let's go. Yeah, Get that fucking money. Let's go. Like, but at the time I was underage, I didn't have a PayPal. So my friend that was like over 18, he had a PayPal account. They'd give mm-hmm. him the money. He'd give me like Amazon gift cards and stuff to kind of pay me for it. To give hey. me the money back. Nice, nice. Probably the I'm best not... experience I had because of it. <laughs> How much of the money did money they pocket? Nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Now, because I knew exactly how much I made, so I made sure I got that much, and then I gave him, I told him to keep a couple, like some of it. For yeah, yeah. Helping me out. Yeah, I getcha, I getcha. For being the yeah. man. <laughs> being the money launderer. Now I'm kidding. Yeah, no, Destiny 2, you know, definitely fun. You know, especially, I feel like in the last couple of years, we're nearing the whole 10 year cycle for Destiny, right? Is that correct? Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see because I know we've heard reports of Bungie working on new titles. I think right now they're still they're working on one if I'm not if I'm correct. So I think it'll be interesting because I think after Witch Queen it was the fall of light or something like that. I don't know. I might be thinking about Star Wars. I'm almost certain I'm thinking about Star Wars. But yeah, I think there's like one or two more big DLCs that they announced way back in 2020, no? I could be wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. Look at how. So, besides uh, Destiny and Destiny related things, what are your thoughts about the whole fact that DICE is basically giving up on uh, Battlefield 2042? What, they already given up? Pretty much, yeah. Apparently, after only six months, they're giving up on making content for Hazard Zone. Not surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game wasn't a complete fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't even a complete game at all. No. <laughs> were like people getting like were people like mad that there was no like voice chat, no like leaderboard there was or no something? scoreboard. There was no voice chat. There really was only a text chat. The the maps were really really messed up. Like completely open and stuff like that so snipers had an entire advantage all the time Mm -hmm. and there really wasn't one there wasn't much maps at all to begin with and most of the stuff they show in the trailers was areas that you don't that are not even important like you know the rooftop and stuff there's only like one use for the rooftops on the dubai map and that's just to capture a point there's not even much interesting stuff there's not Bruh. enough there's not much destruction at all. And a lot of the weapons were bugging. And there weren't even much weapons or anything to begin with. There's like four weapons in general for like per per um like DMRs had four weapons, ARs had four weapons. There's like two three SMGs and like two sniper rifles and two LMGs. Damn, now they're bugging for real. Yeah, because, like, even taking a look at, uh, what, like, Battlefield 4, that game has so much content. I feel like the only bad thing about it is that it's pretty dated now, right? Like, I don't know. It's really dated compared to other games. And the fact that... Mm-hmm. And what, they... I heard somewhere that they basically 
gave up development on Battlefront 3 for 2042. Which, I don't know if you guys played Battlefront 2, but near the end, that game was actually really good. <laughs> like, it was actually genuinely fun. The only reason I got into it, kinda, was because Connor, Iron Daddy, was telling me about it, and like, oh, damn, I really gotta check this out now. But, you know, it was fun for what it was. You know? But I guess it's just, uh, I don't know, sad. Oh! Because, like, uh, we expected, like, so much good stuff. And, like, the trailer and everything they used to hype up the game was, like, big. And now, well, here we are six months later. And the game is barely anything, right? So, I don't know. It would be nice to see if they somehow bring it back. But the fact they dropped it kind of really shows that they really don't care themselves. Like, they genuinely don't really give a sense about it. Um, it's really kind of heartbreaking, I guess, in a way. So, before we start talking about more disappointment, Hostile, do you want to say anything? I mean, <clears throat> the new LEGO Star Wars was, like, really good. Mm-hmm. It was, like, actually beyond good, in my opinion. Who else played it here? I know me and Hostile did. <laughs> I played the shit out of it. Not me at all. Oh, now now you gotta play it. I'm gonna do like a like a Steam play together, and we are gonna play through it. Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite episode, Hostel? What's I think it? the thing I'm excited for was the whole multiverse. Multiverse. Ooh, yeah, multiverses. The, the, the Warner Brothers Smash style game. The one with like Ultra, sorry, not Ultra, uh, Rose uh, Shaggy. Yeah, Rose Shaggy, which they kind of fucked up the meme on that because it is Ultra Instinct Shaggy. But yeah. I feel like that would have been a little too broken at that point. <laughs> and they brought in Iron Giant. That was not a character I was expecting at all. Because, uh, like, what? They have uh, Game of Thrones. Scooby Doo, Adventure Time, uh, DC stuff, and then I think the reason why they brought an Iron Giant is I don't know if you guys seen if you guys I don't even know if you guys seen the movie, but uh, at the end of Iron Giant, he's like he refers to himself as Superman. Oh yeah, I saw that like uh, in the trailer. Like, so oh, that was cute. Bro. Like uh, Iron Giant goes to Superman like. I am Superman, something like that. That was no, because <laughs> that, was, that, was in the, that was in the original movie as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. I know the beta was on right now. The alpha. The, yeah, alpha. My bad. Yeah, yeah I was... Uh, uh, I signed up for the alpha, but no luck. Mm-hmm. Same. I was reading stuff on that game, and they were requesting for... um. Tony Soprano to be in the game. <laughs> what if we get? I, I know. Sorry. Warner Brothers owns a lot of things. Like mm-hmm. I was going through and the, like the list of Warner Brothers with a couple other like people, um, like producing them, and like we were just talking about how many other characters that they could have easily brought in as well. Mm-hmm. I'm only imagining because I know Rick and Morty's going to join it. <laughs> Which is just crazy within itself. But, uh... Like, what if they bring in, I don't know, like, Mortal Kombat characters, right? 
Because Mortal Kombat is owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, like, what if you have, like, uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero going against Shaggy? I think you're doing more cartoony-style characters. Yeah, that's true. Well, what's one character you'd like to see in it, Trey? I don't really pay much attention to that one. Oh, for <laughs> for multiverses, any characters you want to look? You're I mean, looking forward. They pretty much have Shaggy. That's all you need. <laughs> that's true. That's true. What are you, Mister Hostile B? Well, I would. Uh, I would honestly laugh uh, if they added Tony Soprano to that game. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Think, Warner Brothers owns Cartoon Network as well. Basically, anyone from Cartoon Network could be in a Chowder fucking. Oh my gosh, Chowder going against like Batman. Samurai Jack in it. Oh my gosh, yes. Or any of them in it as well. I saw some people saying, "Why don't we have a uh, Ben Ten and all these aliens in there?" Yeah. Kind of like a, like the fight, like uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? How how ultimate be Alien X? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. That'd be honestly awesome. Because I feel like I don't know if you guys, I don't know if how old you guys are, but did y'all ever play like the original Ben Ten, uh, game for like the like the PlayStation Two or whatever? No, I'm guessing. Ben Ten was, <laughs> was my favorite shit. Yes, sir. And then like you could also think Dexter's in it. Dexter could be a part of it. Oh my gosh, yes. Like him just like his ultimate being like a some weird like contraption that just knocks everyone to out. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. They said the release date is twenty twenty two, is I'm correct? Yeah. There's the, right now it's the alpha, then they're supposed to announce a bit an actual beta drop. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get more information about that soon, and you know, as the year goes on, we'll definitely find out more about it. Especially our character that, is, that they're pretty much going to release. Because the game's free to play, and I'm pretty sure they might have like a Brawlhalla type of thing, where like you unlock characters through premium currency. Yeah, That's what I'm guessing. Pass from what I read, and they're going to have like in-game currency, so you can buy outfits for them. Yeah, that'll definitely be cool. But yeah. So, I guess moving a little bit forward, I want to talk very quickly about V Rising. It's a game that recently came out, like, not even that long ago, 22nd of May or something. And it's been, like, doing actually really good, like, on Steam pages. I was reading an article saying that within, like, its first week, this game, sorry, May 17th, uh, this game by a relatively small studio, if I'm correct. Yeah, this is the only title except. Let's see, Battle Royale, Battle Right, and Bloodline Champions. These are all 2018, 2017, 2011. So, you know, they're pretty somewhat established in the gaming scene. But they come out with this uh, kind of isometric uh, third-person Diablo, Valheim, whatever-esque survival uh, horror. Set it within a vampire time. And not only does you know it do really good with the people with the masses, it gets like five hundred thousand players within its first week, which if you guys don't know, that's a lot, <laughs> right? That's a lot, especially for such a like a small game, basically a whole new IP. And the fact that not only did it get so popular, 
it's also an indie title, right? In the middle of like uh the summer. Especially around this time, there's not much releases, you know, there might be the occasional like just today Sniper Elite just came out, right? So there might be the occasional gamer here too though. But there's still always like a like a dry spell. I used to always joke with my friends like, why don't uh you know video game companies release their games during summer before we can actually play them? So, yeah. The Rising shaped me up to be an, an interesting uh, game, sort of Valheim, sort of Terraria, sort of Diablo. And I guess it's still in learning access, so we'll get to see more information about the game as we keep going into the year. Hopefully, you know, good things come from it. It's definitely shaping up to be nice and interesting, and the content is pretty nice. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Why is anything you guys want to add on to it? I didn't really, I don't really know about that, though that game just came out, so. I definitely recommend it. It's like a pseudo-MMO, because you can have a, like. I'm a big MMO fan. You're not really? No. Oh, man. guess we can't go to Sword Art Online anymore. I know. (laughs) Speaking of that, like, I tried uh, Zenith. Oh, yeah? I I don't know if you tried it yet. I remember I talked to you about it when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it, but I didn't get to try it, no. How, yeah, how was it? it? It's 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 fun. It was a little confusing, a little I buggy because like you actually have to make sure your settings are proper, or so you can't make a... certain things. <laughs> and your abilities won't work, and like I didn't understand how abilities ball. work. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it was it was kind of fun, honestly. Like I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Like you talk to people in game, you could wave, you could high five, you shake mm-hmm. hands, group up with people and stuff. Kind of cool. Yeah. I really am looking forward to like the whole VR MMO scene, right? Because I feel like SAO definitely pushed that whole idea, you know, excluding the whole death upon death, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah. to see how things were going. And, you know, supposedly the Nerve Gear was supposed to come out this year, so we'll have to see yeah. how that goes. Maybe we'll all. Elon Musk. Yeah, I feel like Elon Musk will be the one to pull out the nerve gear, right? Elon Musk didn't <laughs> drop it off, drop it in like two years. Yeah. Off. He's a big enough weeb to do it. I see it. <laughs> he's he's not just he's more than just a weeb, he's like a meme lord. Like he's he's gonna do anything that he wants, basically. So if he wants to make the nerve gear because well he wants to, he's gonna. Pretty much. And this dude for, like what bought Twitter <laughs> a couple of days ago now? One, no, it's like two weeks ago I now. I think that one. I think that got stopped. Really? Stop, yeah. Oh wow, I'm out of the loop now. There's too many. Um, there's too many fake accounts on Twitter. They said that they couldn't go through with it until all the bot accounts were no longer a thing. Damn. Elon requested proof that the bots uh, that there was not spam accounts and bot accounts, and they mm-hmm. refused to um release that information. How many accounts are actually bots and like? Shit like that, so. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess another day we'll have someone else who's rich and famous trying to buy a social platform. Six, six hours ago, it says Twitter jumped after must increase commitment to take over Bitty 33.5. Oh. Oh, I don't know if this was like a joke or not, but Snoop Dogg also said that he was pretty interested in buying uh, Twitter. I don't think I don't think he can buy it. 
It will be interesting to see, though. Oh, yeah, no, there you go. He secured additional funding, Mustard, so. Oh, shoot! Okay, okay. It may actually happen. <laughs> Next thing we know, Twitter bought by Lil Yachty or something. To be fair, we're talk we're making jokes about Elon Musk and the net the like nerf the neural gear. Mm-hmm. But he actually owns a brand called Neuralink, which is oh, that's product. right. The whole like brain chip, no? Neuralink, yeah. It's a brain machine interface to connect humans to computers. Imagine like someone like hacks your neural hacks your Neuralink and they start playing Ram Ranch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Repeat. Bruh, imagine just like your entire brain is just running Farmer Simulator and, like, you're in the middle of something important. <laughs> and all you can think is use your farm. Just your farm. I must return to farming. I must become one with the farm. Farming is life. Farming is love. Thus, therefore, my people need me, and I must farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Speaking of Farming Simulator and stuff like that, Xbox Game Pass... And not just Xbox Game Pass, the new PS Plus Pass, whatever thing. I know was, I know Trey was talking about that earlier. Trey, you have any news regarding the new PS Plus, whatever? Uh, basically speaking, they're um, bringing back a lot of the old games, part of the past, so it is going to be exactly like Game Pass mm-hmm. and everything. However, I still think there's a little different, so I haven't really studied into it myself. Um, but I do know that. There is supposed to be like three different tiers, and the biggest tier is supposed to be like 15, 20 bucks. And it's supposed to basically saying, you know, PS now is basically integrating into PS Plus. You could also say. But from what I was told, and this may not be true, they did say that you would still have um, the new releases are not included. Which it, which was something that helped Xbox Game Pass become successful. Now, could be a different story. I could be wrong on that and everything, but we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. No, that is that is a good point though, because you know, especially day one releases, you know, Xbox, you know, patronizes it. I feel like definitely like one of the big major selling points for Game Pass, right? Like I was mentioning, Sniper Elite just came out, and what happened? Sniper Elite Five is on Game Pass day one, right? Amazing! Like it gives people. A chance to buy the games themselves. It gives the game a good, strong starting point, right? Lots of people, maybe a couple hundred thousands, at, you know, at minimum, right? Who, like, the push this a couple million people who actually own Game Pass. And the fact that, you know, Xbox and the developer are working together to put their games on Game Pass gives them a good advantage at the beginning, right? Now, of course, there's arguments to be had regarding, you know, X, Y, and Z, but I think it's a good deal. And, you know, it's interesting PlayStation's trying to do that, but I feel like forbidding or just not doing the whole day one thing is kind of backwards thinking. Maybe that's just me. How do y'all feel about that? Well, I didn't know it had, but it didn't, it had separate lead on Game Pass, so I'm going to install that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just not dropped. I'm. Yeah. I was gonna. Yeah, officially dropped. Mm-hmm. I know Mr. Hostile was playing Cyberly right before we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
He was like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna shoot someone's balls or something. He said. <laughs> <laughs> the game's pretty good. I mean, so far I only played a little bit of it, um, but it's overall it's pretty interesting. Did you ever play any of the previous ones? Oh uh, yeah, I played a uh, Sniper Elite. I think it was like V two or something. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. Sniper Elite's always been fun. I always like the mechanics of like how you shoot a bullet and then. It, like you basically follow it, and then that's always interesting to me. Yeah, and how do you feel? Like, do you feel it to step up in the right direction? I mean, I know you don't say it only take a couple minutes, but like in those yeah, the, couple minutes, how do you feel? The graphics it? are a lot better. The gameplay feels so much smoother. So yeah, I feel the game is well, a little better. Uh, but again, I only play like not even ten minutes of the game, and then I turn it off. Yeah, yeah I get you. I get you. So definitely something that we're going to keep looking into. You know, I feel like, uh, like I mentioned, we're probably going through a dry spell of new games coming out. Maybe there'll be a couple hits like V roundings and stuff like that, but we'll definitely have to see. Anything else you want to mention in podcasting? Yeah, Overwatch 2 is a disappointment. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh man, detail about detail, detail. How do you how do you feel Jesus. about it? Fucking the entire time, like that new game mode, they were like all hyping up. I maybe like when I tried playing the game, I probably played it, like three times, and like everything else was just the same maps, the same game. I was like, I didn't really get to try the new game mode much. Mm-hmm. And like you try to like. If you try queuing as anything unless unless support, you're in the queues for like ten minutes. They didn't. They didn't. They released the new. They updated tanks and they updated the uh, DPS. Mm -hmm. They gave nothing new to really to supports besides their new passive, which is Mm. okay. But everyone was more interested in trying the new characters and the reworks of other characters. That everyone was just so focused on it that there was really no one playing support, so you get just to give, give us the support only. Yeah, gotcha. So who are the new characters? I, don't, I didn't hear about that. So uh, they released um, so, uh, Sojourn, was his uh, mm-hmm. Canadian, uh, a Canadian character. Uh, basically, yeah. she has antibiotic legs, but she can slide. She has um, like this like, jump ability where she can jump high, and she has like a regular rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the main things that changed were like the reworks to like Bastion. So now his um, turn form is portable. For six Ooh. seconds, you can transform into a portable moving Gatling gun, basically. Or Bastion, the one who kept yeah. being called like the what the most OP. <laughs> yeah, and then his new ability is like a mortar. So basically, he plants down, and he shoots a mortar, like three shots of a mortar, okay. and you select where it hits. Okay, that's actually pretty cool. Does it give like an aerial uh, view or something? Yeah, it gives you like an aerial view of like the the area around you. Oh damn! And then they updated Arisa to they completely changed a couple of her abilities. They changed Doomfist from a DPS to a tank now. Mm-hmm. They upped his health. They removed like one of his abilities and replaced it with a block. So like, they kind of tweaked how all the some of the characters work on DPS and supports. The supports got the fucking like the button the stick and the the, the button of it. Mm-hmm. They didn't get much benefits, so I don't want to try them. I just feel like they kind of they kind of dropped the ball on that a little bit. 
Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. D, are you excited about the, uh, what do you call it, the story mode, or? Nah. Um, for the story mode? Yes, because it's gonna give an actual, like, storyline. Like, yeah, we have the the books, they, they like, the mangas they released, they had the videos they released, they have all the lore and stuff in the background and little things about them all. But this is gonna be a full-on, like, you'll see everything from the beginning. Oh, I have that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Definitely something you look forward to. Because, you know, I feel like uh, when Overwatch was, like, released or, like, announced, people kept looking for, like, oh, what's the lore? What's the story, right? I feel like that's especially something that really drove people to actually, like, you know, play the game. You know, besides, you know, feel like the characters are definitely a big selling point to with that the, game. With the, the co-op, they actually have a co-op missions. Ooh. And you, it would be a four-player mission, so you basically... It's gonna be interesting how it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely something interesting that you look forward to. Oh yeah, so okay, I know this is we. I know we've heard talk about the whole, you know, lawsuit with Blizzard and how like Jesse McCree had to change his name. So what's the lore behind his new name change? Uh, I think his um, new name is Cassidy. Yeah. What they used to have. It is um, Cassidy Cole. What's the lore behind that? Um, or do you from, not know? <laughs> from what I remember, I think what they did I was I they played it off as like, oh, he used like he used the name like McCree Jesse McCree as his like robber name, yeah. mm-hmm. but his actual real name was Cassidy Cole. Mm. It was Cole Cassidy. That way, it gives it kind of like a little sneaky, like undertone. Like they call, they say, like his alias, like his, like, like you know, when like you know, like if like someone has a record, like oh, this is his real name, but then this is his like what he goes by on the street and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so I think that's I very recall that's how they did it. Jumped in. Okay. And I'm guessing it's still not released yet, right? So we'll definitely have to look more towards how we'll watch uh, progresses from this copy-paste uh, thing that they're having right now. Yeah. Interesting, but I guess only time will tell how things go. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we'll be back with you guys in a few seconds. Think we'll see you then. All righty. Alright guys, hey, this is Old Trey here, welcome back from the ad break. So, you know, <clears throat> before the ad break we kind of discussed some things, like, you know, some disappointments. So, you know, during the ad break I was kind of reading, um, browsing the social media, and as of recently, we just had another Xbox head, the head of design for 343 has left three for, uh, the studios and everything, so there, is a, so there is a potential that Halo Infinite may be suffering the same fate as Battlefield 2042, and it may not even be by choice. <clears throat> it's def. I definitely was hyped for a lot of these games and stuff like that, but you know, they got they kind they knew what they were getting themselves into as developers and everything, and they know a lot of people are asking. So, but 
most of these games were delayed for so long that, you know, what were they doing in the beginning, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yep. You know, also wanted to kind of highlight, so I've been kind of collecting Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yes, I'm sir. I've been kind of a little addicted to it. So I already got like a $50 card called the Guardian Chimera. And I bought for Pokemon, I got um some hollows for Charizard and Acreus and stuff like that. I just bought my bonders and just got them just recently. How are y'all? Hey. Are any of y'all into collecting cards? Uh, when I was younger, I definitely uh, collected a good amount of Pokemon cards. However, I did <laughs> end up losing them. <laughs> a good dumbass. But no, like if I could go back and keep them, I would definitely like. What's called? I would definitely have put them in like a what do you call it? Like a nice binder and holding stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I did. I bought a binder for Yu-Gi-Oh. Also, um, not gonna lie, I kind of started getting the Fortnite cards because. Yes, I, already, I already know it, it's new, and I'm already catching yeah, on and everything. Some of the, I already know some of these cards. The day, like, they're more cheaper. Their booster packs are more cheaper than you get on Pokemon, so they're like 2 $3, and you get like 10 And then there's one that's like 8 bucks that you get for like, you get like 20 cards with it. So it's like, you know, def- you can definitely take advantage of that, and I guarantee a lot of those cards down in the future will potentially probably be cost around like, 20 bucks to 100 bucks because the most expensive Fortnite card is only a thousand and it's the Black Knight. Um, but <clears throat> I know a lot of the oak, um, some of the cards I have will probably definitely be worth a lot down the line. You're messing up though, you, that's why you need to bring a skill with you. <laughs> you ready? Um, you bring a small little drug skill with you and then you can just, you know. Well, how does one carry a small little drug skill? <laughs> you you carry a little skill because actually it does um have a weight difference when they're foiled. Really? Oh? Yeah, there's a slight difference in weight um with the foil like the like the like the shiny cards for Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. Like if they have it has a slight weight difference compared uh, in the different packs. I'm it's out. only a couple. It's only like it's a slight variation, like very like. It's a very like only a couple ounces, like a couple grams mm-hmm. ounces, right? But it's it's still no a difference when you're like, okay, this one has this much, this one's at this much, this one weighs a little more, so that should have a some sort of shiny in it. Oh yeah, I could definitely see what you mean by that. Actually, thinking about it, um, I will say I've been buying like most of the Battle of Chaos deck. And I think I pretty much almost have all of it besides, you know, the rare ones. I do have the Master of Chaos and everything. I bought him off of TCG. Um, another card uh, cards I'm getting into is the Warhammer Age of Sigmar, which is basically Total Warhammer. Total War Warhammer, basically. Like, um, you know, it's Warhammer back in the Dark Ages. Yeah, I know uh, Hasa here have recently got into Warhammer, yeah. too. Yep, Hostile, speaking of which, Hostile finally got a PC, so he's in the PC gaming now. Yes, sir. It's also, pretty awesome, yeah. yeah. I also say I've been kind of collecting some le- uh, a lot of retro stuff. I bought a lot of PlayStation 2 games, and awesome. I got my PSP finally working, so. Ooh. Yep. Uh... Anyone in specific you're looking at playing first? 
Um, probably the Call of Duty ones. I bought, um, you know, for I also got PS3, so I bought Resistance, SOCOM, all most of the SOCOMs and everything too. So, go look into that. Yeah. So, from learning me on the Pokemon cards, right? Go ahead. Um, heavy packs weigh about between 20.8 grams to 21.8. Say 20.8 grams is a light pack and you don't want to risk it, but anything over, uh, 21.4 grams is a safe bet. But you mm-hmm. want to go for stuff like above 21.4 usually. And when you're talking weight scale, you're talking like a miniature one, not Rams. like one of those big yeah. ones, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, just a miniature like, you know, for other products like cooking and stuff like that, of that nature. Okay. Or as he quoted it, drug. Next thing you know, someone's going to listen in and bring an entire weight scale to Walmart and be like, I got to find the difference. <laughs> putting it on a one register now it's like the gram scales yep okay i got you yeah, yeah. i've been you know i kind of been just kind of collecting them I'll pro- i have been buying a lot i started buying um the king's courts um oh the grand creators and i went back and found like uh ghosts from the past and stuff like that so i've been kind of over here and there i think my goal probably is tr- probably try to collect them all Potentially, Google popped up with a uh, best scales for weighing Pokemon cards, an eight dollar pocket scale from Amazon. Yep. All <laughs> <laughs> righty. Um, you know, you know, I've just been kind of just thinking about the playing on that and everything, and you know, trying to find some work. Um, what y'all got going on when y'all's lost? Like what y'all been gaming on mostly? Well, uh, Wonderland. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been wanting yes, to look dude. into that, but sadly, it's on sale right now. Well, it's on Epic. Yeah, it's on Epic for sale. It's uh thirty-five for the base, forty-seven with the DLCs. Well, the problem for that is I will forget that it even exists if I bought it on Epic. <laughs> Just like I did multiple games. I will a game to buy on Epic. Mostly get the free ones. You know, the ones I did buy was um, Borderlands 3 when it came out. And then Epic was just so out of the way that I took, typically forgot I had the game. Yes, yeah, Sam. Wait, so you bought Borderlands 3 on Epic? Yeah, I did the same thing. That's the free game of the month. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it when it released. Yeah, I bought it on Xbox before... I beat it on Xbox, and I'm like, oh, a free game on PC. Yeah. I want to try to beat the... I want to try to play the first one, beat it, DLCs, play the second one, and then play prequel, then play three. I got, like, a lot of games on Backlog, so... Yeah, I have two, three, and prequel, and Tiny Tina. I just don't have one on Epic yet. So how is Tiny Tina? Is it, like, complete... Basically, it's it's like its sole universe? Like, I mean, obviously it's the same, but is it, like, its, it's own... It's Tina's war? own... It's Tina's own universe. It's it's like D and D style. Like you have her, like something happens. You're like, oh, and all of a sudden, like you have to like have her do something for it to affect the map or whatnot. Okay, I gotcha. So like you'll be in game first person, and when you're traveling like the world itself, like the out, like the instead of fast warping, you kind of like walk around like in like a overview. Of like your character traveling through like a D and D map. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Alrighty. So, so, 
I think we're about to kind of wrap things up here a little bit in any way. Um, Ray, you want to have anything to say? Yes, not. What about you, Hostile? No, I don't have anything to say. Alrighty. You got anything else left, Panders, to say? Just stay groovy. Yeah, stay groovy. Alright, so basically some updates on reload and stuff like that. Um, We definitely have our VPN coming out here soon, and we'll, we'll be starting to sell it and everything. Um, Potentially for the first customers, there may be a process to where there is a change. So right now it's like a simple download and a simple login, and then eventually we may switch it to a separate application. So... But, so definitely keep an eye out. We definitely be kind of working on this for a good minute and everything. And we're potentially going to be uh, releasing it here soon. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if Ray is back right now or not. Ray, what the fuck did you uh, <laughs> My bad, turns out my mic's <laughs> muted. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. We've been working on this for quite some time now, and I can't wait for y'all to see it. We're definitely, you know, I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, as for other Reload-related news, uh, we're hoping to get our demo out here soon. We've been, definitely been also working on that behind the scenes. I'm expecting maybe December for yeah. the finalized demo, but... You know, some things might come up, but I'm still looking at December release date for the demo and maybe a full release soon after. Yep. Sounds good. Alrighty. So definitely keep an eye out and everything. Hopefully Ray will finally upload the videos. And my the thing is that's not my fault. <laughs> yep. Alrighty, we'll catch you guys. If y'all got any questions, concerns, don't forget. Our Discord is open and everything. We're willing to have people on, on set. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all have a good one. Adios. Peace.